Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I give honor to the Lord on today. I give honor to my beloved wife. Amen to each and every one of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I had to go off script a little bit because I needed that for myself. Yes, amen. Amen. Because truth be told, I feel a little heavy. Amen on today. Amen. But I'm I'm confident that God is, is going to do a work in me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because this weight I'm carrying is, is a weight that I do not want. Amen. So I only want to carry the stuff that he wants me to carry. Anything extra, I want to let it go. Amen. 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 Um, on today, God has given me the title, Amen, Don't Try to Figure Him Out. Amen. Don't Try to Figure Him Out. Amen. And it is a, it is a saying, Amen, that our old pastor, Pastor Carter, used to say all of the time. She would tell us, you know, don't try to figure God out. She would tell us, don't try to don't try to figure me out, because she would say, I ain't got myself figured out. Amen. amen. And, and God just, just brought that back to me. Amen. And during my reading during the week. And I just want to share this. I want to share this message with you. Amen. And in in my first note I have, I said, you know, I don't desire, I don't desire to know it all but I do desire to know him. Amen. And, and over these last almost 19 years of being saved and being married and being a father and being in church and in, in ministry, I've realized that I learn more when I, when I tell God, look, I don't need you and I don't know nothing. When I tell him that I don't know anything, that's when I, I begin to learn more about him, right? When I confess that I don't have it all figured out, when I confess that I don't have all the answers, when I confess that I need help to get through this situation, right? When I confess that I can't do it by myself, when I confess, right, that I'm trying, but I'm still not getting it, I need you, that's when I start to learn more about him. And, and, I, and I want y'all to know that this is not a cop-out statement because some people like to say, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer. They like to use that so they don't have to be accountable for their action. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, like, I, I know that God is the answer. I know the word. I know what I'm supposed to do. But what I'm, what I'm trying to convey, and I hope this is going to make sense to y'all, right? I, what, what I'm trying to say is that you know, some people hear the truth and, and refuse to respond. I hear the truth. I, I, I can hear him talking to me. I can hear what he wants me to do. Right? And then, but at the end of the day, even though he's telling me what to do, I still need him in, able to, in order to, to get it done. I hope I'm making sense to y'all. Some people try to pretend like they don't know what to do. I'm not trying to pretend like I don't know what to do. I'm confessing that I need you, Lord, to help me get it done because I ain't got it all figured out. I, I feel the pull and the tug on my life to do certain things. But out of the getting it done part is what I ain't got it figured out. I need help to get it done. 
And so what I'm describing to y'all on today is, is the fact that knowing you got to know that your success, that your movements, that your, your calculations, that your connections, that your relationships, that everything in your life should be directed by God. And when God directs you, the goal at that point should be to walk it out. Some of us pretend like we don't have no direction at all. That's not true. God gives us signs every day. He's seeing people in our life every day. His word is more accessible to us than ever before. You can watch YouTube and get a sermon. You can read your Bible in 20 different versions. It's a podcast for everything. His word is more accessible to us than ever. We can't pretend like we don't know what to do. You got to know that anything in your life, anything that's going to produce success is attached to God. Wisdom. Wisdom is leaning heavily. Leaning heavily into, not on, into that whole abide thing. Not leaning on, lean into. Right? I could lean on something. When I, I could lean on this wall, when I say lean into, I'm talking about into the arms. Lean into. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Right? Don't, don't use him as a prop just to prop you up to get what you want. Like, lean into him. Wisdom is leaning heavily into God. What I'm describing is trust. I told y'all my favorite Hebrew word. What I'm describing is trust. Trust. It's childlike trust, right? Trusting him to carry you. Trusting him to nurture you. Trusting him to bring his promises to pass. Even if you like Abraham and you're 80 years old, Lord, I trust you, right? What I'm describing is trusting you with my whole life throughout my whole life. Even when I get old, realizing I still don't have it figured out. Even when I'm in my 40s, I still don't have it figured out. Even when I'm in my 50s, I'm still like a child. I still don't have it figured out. Lord, I need you. That's wisdom. Leaning heavily into God. And so I tell y'all, you know, I spend a lot of time in this church talking about bedrock scriptures. Teaching y'all that you better have a word, that you better have a scripture, that you better have something that you can fall back on when nothing else is making sense. And, you know, we do these things in Bible study and we talk about these things and we, we throw out what our bedrock scripture is. And then two months later, we come back and I say, what's your bedrock scripture? And it's done changed because you don't forgot what you said the first time. Because you just made something up to, 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 to get through the exercise, to have an answer while you was in Bible study. But you better have something that means something that you can fall back on when you ain't got it all figured out. And so I was in that moment this week and I went to 1 Kings, 3rd chapter, 7th verse. It's on the license plate. It's on the screen every Sunday. It's not my fake bedrock scripture. It is my bedrock scripture. And I have to fight the feeling in my head to say, God, what more can I get from this one verse? I'm preaching off one verse today. 
What more can I get from one verse that I've been reading for the last 19 years? What more can I get from just this one verse? Because sometimes we think it can't just be, it got to be something more to it than that, right? I need a new word. I need a new this. I need a new that, a new way of saying it, a new church, a new this. Uh, God been like, when, when, when has anything I've, I've done ever stopped working? When has the blood ever stopped working? When has my anointing ever stopped working? Like, you don't need my new, like, my stuff always works. Right? I went to 1 Kings 3 and 7, and it says, And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Whole sermon off that one verse today. Because God started to talk to me. I'm laying in my bed. I'm typing this out on my phone. And I'm saying, God, I, I, like I, I, I know you. I know your word. I'm full of your word. Because like, I, I, I want to I I stress that to y'all on today. I'm not saying I'm lost. I'm most definitely found. Right? I know him and I know his word. I got a lot of answers for a lot of things. But just because I have a lot of answers for a lot of things don't mean I got it all figured out. Some of us in here act like we got it all figured out, and I'm trying to figure out how did you get to that point? How did you get to that point where you don't really need him in every step of your life? I need him in every step of my life. Amen. Even the parts of my life that y'all might think, you know, really, I got to have God in that part of my life? Yes. 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 I need him in every part of my life. I need him to, to help me get my, my, my diet and what I eat under control, to be disciplined, to exercise, to wake up in the morning, to have a desire to go to go to work, Amen. to wake up and have a desire to, to, to try to be purposeful in how I talk to my kids or, or spend time with my wife or, or just to have a desire to get up and to continue to preach and to teach and to do all of this stuff. Because sometimes I just want to lay it down because I'm thinking, Lord, is this even working? Because I don't have it figured out. I need him in every step. Solomon said, I'm but a little child. I know not how to go out or to come in. And so using this one verse I want y'all to understand the depths of God's words. You can read one verse for 19 years and get something different every time. And I'm not smart, right? So I'm laying in my bed and, I, and, I, and I'm typing this out. And, and I have down in my notes, I'm not smart because I know how to hit the buttons on my phone. I'm telling y'all the word is available. Yeah, I got, I got 25 verses on here. I can pull up the Greek and I can pull up the I can pull all of that stuff up. But none of what I'm preaching to you would make sense if God did not reveal it to me. Some of us thinking spending time with God is, is just reading or just coming to Bible store or the fact that you showed up to church. No, spending time with God is sitting there and letting him talk to you, not you telling him everything that you want, but allowing him to talk to you about you. 
And then not only receiving what he's saying, but allowing it to move you into action. Like, I got to change. I got to do something with what you're saying to me. I can't just sit on this. And if you do that, you will find that your whole life is designed to spend time with God. God don't want to be scheduled on your calendar. I'm going to wake up at 5 and give him 30 minutes. That's disrespectful. Your whole life, all your time, belongs to him. Y'all married folks, invite him into your bedroom. All your time. All your time belongs to him. Things are revealed to me. He led me to the scripture today. He led me to reflect over my life. I'm laying in the bed. The Holy Spirit was examining me. The Holy Spirit was questioning me concerning my motives and my desires. The Holy Spirit was talking to me and asking me questions. He was guiding my fingers as I was searching my phone, telling me what to look up, telling me what it means. Right? And because of him, I'm delivering this word today. And I'm laying in there and I'm I'm thinking, Lord, I don't have this figure out because I'm trying to navigate ministry and what God wants me to do in an age where social media is the new church. Everybody is an expert these days. Everybody expert. Everybody. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Everybody is an expert. Everybody got wisdom. Everybody has access. Everybody got a platform. Everybody got a channel. Everybody got a podcast. Everyone has God. And nobody's wrong. God, how do I minister and talk about God to people who think they know God? Because God is, quote unquote, everywhere. How, how, do, I, how do I teach? How do I make it real? How do I make it plain? How, like, how, how do you do that when every time you, God is everywhere, so everybody think they got him. Everybody think they got it all figured out. They got God down. I know what to do. I know he talked to me. I, I know he talked to me. And got all that sin in your life. I don't know who talking to you, but it ain't God. It ain't. Not with all that sin in your life, because when God talks to you, it's going to convict you. Convict you to what? Convict you to move. Convict you to change. Convict you to to love. It's going to produce joy. It's going to produce peace. It's going to produce long. So it's going to produce something in you that lets the world know you belong to God. God can't be talking to you and you remain the same. When God speaks, something happens. His word can't return forward. And as the Holy Spirit was speaking all of these things to me, I say, God, I want to be on the side of the people that don't know nothing. I want to be a know-nothing. Pastor Carter used to call it a bird brain. Y'all might think I'm smart. I'm smart, but it, 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 I, I want to. I, I say, God, I don't know. Just talk to me. I just want to. I just want to sit on. I just want to sit at His feet. Just talk to. Talk to me like a, God. Talk to me like I'm a dummy. Talk to talk to me, talk to me, God, like I'm stupid. Make it plain to me. 
Show because I don't have it all figured out. And I don't want to do nothing in myself. I don't, I, I don't want to take the wrong step. I don't want to go out and make mistakes because I think I got it together. No, talk to me like I'm a child. If I got it all figured out, I'm in trouble. If I got it all figured out, I can't relate to people anymore because what makes a real gospel preacher powerful is their visible walk with God. I'm telling you, one of the things that I first look for, one of the first things that I look for when I listen to anybody preach, number one, I want to hear them use the word sin. Number two, at some point, it don't have to be in every sermon, but at some point, I want to hear them use the word hell. And then number three, at some point, I want to know that their life is not perfect. Because if, if, if their life is perfect, something wrong. We can't relate because I got too many problems and you perfect. You, I got too many problems and you perfect. So we can't relate to each other. So that, that, that's why as your pastor, as, as a preacher, as a minister, there's nothing. When, when y'all, when something is wrong in your life, don't feel shame to tell me because I got problems too. I don't have it all figured out. What I love most about Pastor Carter was her visible walk with the Lord and the fact for as wise as she was, she was never so far away from me that she couldn't relate. For as wise as she was, I still saw struggle in her. I still saw her dealing with stuff. We watching all these people and they ain't never dealing with stuff. Or if they dealing with stuff, they like, I'm I'm over, I'm overcoming, I'm I'm out of it. I'm right. We talk just 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 speaking. Just talk, just talk that you already out of it. You lying to yourself. You ain't out of it. You trying to psych yourself up to believe you out of it, you still in it. What I loved about her, she always had answers. But she never claimed to have all the answers. And that was comforting because that meant we were in it together. She never seemed so far away that I felt like I couldn't make it. Some people so holy that they make you feel like you can't get there. Like you can't make it there. Now she was holy now. That's the, that's that that's the that's that that part where I'm, she was holy now, but she was never so holy that made me feel like I couldn't get there or that I didn't have a chance to make it. She had a lot of answers, but she never tried to make me feel like I got it all figured out and you don't. And it wasn't a fake humility, because some of us do that. We got this fake humility. We'll share our dirt, right, as a sign of us being humble, as a sign of us being transparent, of a sign of us being real. We'll share our stuff. But just because I tell you I'm guilty don't mean I'm sorry for being guilty. Just because I tell you I did don't, dirt don't mean I, I'm sorry for doing dirt or I don't want to do it no more. I'm just bold enough to tell you what I did. That's fake humility. 
Some of us like to, to, to tell our hit, our, tell our dirt and then say what God has done for us because it's a show. Once again, we're trying to get people to think that we're, we're real and that we've changed, but the same desire is still in our heart. It has not left. What I loved about her, it was she never did anything for the, for the sake of, of, of just saying, right? Yeah, baby, I'm going through something. You know, I'm human. God knows my heart. He's still working on me. That's a cop out. That's a cop out to buy you more time so that you don't have to change. Because you don't want to change. What I loved about her was the holy strength that she had and the dependent weakness all in one. I want, like, I want to be holy. I want to have an answer for the hope that's in me. But at the same time, I want y'all to see, like, pastor go through too. Now, the reason I don't talk about it sometimes is because you will be surprised how many people want to see you fall. You will be surprised how many people want to see you fall. They want to see you struggle, right? Because they want to feel better about their struggle. It's not like they want to they know your struggle so they can help you get up. They want to say, ooh, see, he ain't real. She ain't real. Them church folks aren't real. So I ain't got to what? I ain't got to be real. I ain't got to do all of that. That's why you can't talk to everybody. Amen. I ain't even got to the verse yet. In this one verse, Solomon states, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the end of it. In this one verse, the part I want y'all to focus on, right, about having it, not having it figured out. Solomon says, I know not how to go out or to come in. You would be surprised what those two phrases mean. They mean so much. It, they mean a lifetime worth of study. Go out in one instance is a military term. He's saying, I don't know how to lead these troops in battle. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to lead these troops in battle. I'm reading this and I say, God, that's exactly how I feel. I don't know how to lead these people into all these battles that they face. They got sick mamas. They grieving the loss of their daddy. They struggling with sexual sin. They struggling with homosexuality. They struggling with self-esteem. They got issues in their marriage. They got issues with their children. They got issues on their job. And I'm supposed to lead your people in battle. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how I don't I don't know how to take this battle on by myself. I ain't got this thing figured out. That one word means to bring forth. I don't know how to get the best out of some of y'all. How do like to go out? I don't know how to bring the best out of you. No matter how hard I preach for some of y'all, no matter how hard I teach, some of y'all still come back and say, I don't know. I don't know. Every sermon, I don't care whether it's New Testament or Old Testament, whether it's small group or big group, Solomon saying, I don't know how to get the best out. I don't know how to lead in battle. I don't know how to pull out. I don't know how to sing with commandment. Right? Choosing the right words that's going to move something. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know how to deliver. Right? Even when he says, I don't know how to go out his appearance. What should I look? When I step in this arena, how should I look? Think about you going out the house. How should I look when I go to this interview? 
How should I look when I walk in this space? Solomon says, I don't even know. I don't even know what my appearance should look like. I don't know how to go out. To bring to a place. All in that one. And that's just half of the words of what go out means. Half of the words of when he's saying, Lord, I am but a child. I don't have this thing figured out. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to do this. And then he says, I don't know how to come in. Using that same starting point as a military term. Sometimes you go out for battle and you don't always win. You got to go back. What you going to say? What you going to say? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Solomon saying, if I go out, and I lose this battle, I got to come back in and explain why I lost it. Sometimes, right, y'all are asking me questions, and I'm trying to explain to you, right, you went out, and I got to try to help you figure out what's happened when you come back in. Pastor, I'm doing all of this. Why am I still losing? You said you on my side. You said you'll never leave me or forsake me. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to you what you got to do when you come back in after a defeat. I ain't got this stuff figured out. <laughs> to come in means to attack. If somebody was standing up here, what you mean attack, Pastor? So it would mean like if I'm going like I, like if I'm going to stab you with a knife, I got to put it in you, right? I got to attack. It means to fall upon. Sometimes you don't know, should, should I keep my peace or should I attack? Should I rush in? Y'all didn't know that word, that two little words, men all come in, men all that, did you? I'm trying to show you, right, that in these few verses, we be thinking, oh, man, I read that. I got it. What? I got it figured out. No, you don't. You don't have it figured out. To come in means to enter into worship. I don't even know how to get in your presence sometimes. With all I'm going through, I don't even know how to step. I don't even know how to come in. I don't even know how to step in your presence. So when Solomon is saying these words, he's uh, it means all of this at one time. I am but a child. I don't know how to go out or come in. I don't know what to do, God. To assume the position of duty. Y'all watch this now. To come in means for a bride to enter the presence of her husband or for a man to enter the presence of a woman. I don't even know how to approach you. It means everything. I don't even know how to enter into a, a positive relationship. I don't even know how to enter into a, a, like a, 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 a positive relationship. Whether it's romantic or friendship, I don't even know how to come in. I don't know how to make this work, where to be pleasing in God's sight. Come in also means to approach death. I don't even know how to live these last little bits of my life to come in. Like to the grave. I don't even know how to come in. Like God bringing me home. 
I don't even know. Like I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I come in, that I return in a way that's pleasing to your sight. Come in means to approach the future. I don't know how to approach the future. I don't know how to walk into. I don't know how to walk into what you're calling me into. All in that one verse, Solomon is saying all of these things. Right? And he's saying these things when? As he's being crowned king. See, some of us think that once we get in our position, we got it all figured out. No, you don't. We think when we get the title, now we no longer need God. Now nobody can't tell us nothing. Now that I'm pastor, can't nobody tell me nothing. Because I'm the head. What God is showing us in this verse is I can be exalting you and at the same time you need to realize that you don't know nothing. Because what does it say? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. It's not because you deserve it. It's all him. It's all his grace. And so I'm closing, JJ. And so the end of this so I have preached to y'all from the seventh verse. This helps us understand. This helps us understand the eighth and the ninth verse. When Solomon says, and here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, right? I don't know how to do this thing, but here I am in the midst of your people. A nation so great and numerous that they cannot be counted. So what does he ask for? Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people. Right? And that I can know the difference between right and wrong. It would seem like if you were going to be the king, you would already know the difference between what's right and what's wrong. But let me tell y'all something. The higher you go, the more difficult the line becomes to tell sometimes. Because God's standard, y'all might say that don't make sense, because God's standard is so high. You might be thinking you've been doing right the whole time, and God say, Mom, I stand away above what you thought you was doing. You might not even be intentional. I ain't even talking about intentionally doing wrong. I'm saying his standard is, it would seem like you would know what was good if he made you king. But sometimes the standard is so high, you thought you was doing good, but he has called you to more. So you ain't even been doing it right. Solomon says, for who? Right? For who? By himself. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? He didn't say it couldn't be done, but he said who can do it by himself? You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. You'll never have it all figured out. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all come on, get the Lord a hand for his word.